and welcome to Pen to Print, Insider Tips with Creative Media Agency, the podcast where we unravel a few of the mysteries of publishing. Whether you're a new author looking to break into the industry or a seasoned professional seeking deeper insight into the community, we're here to bring you advice, information, and just enough insight to help. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pen to Print. I'm here with Shannon, Paige, and Haley. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, Megan. Thanks. Doing, doing great, Megan. Good. So today we're going to chat about offers of representation, which is so exciting. At this point in your process, the author would have sent out their queries, dealt with a handful of unfortunate rejections, and then they finally get that one email from an agent offering representation. So what does the beginning of that process look like? Do you want to discuss that a little bit, Paige? Sure. Um, This is always the exciting part of the process is when an agent discovers someone that they feel they can start a long-term relationship with and they just have fallen in love with the writing and they're eager to take that next step. And that usually involves first reaching out by email to set up a phone call. Um, I personally like talking to authors by phone. I feel that the sense of warmth, the quick response is all very important in the process. So what I generally do is reach out to an author to set up a time to talk. And then once we get on the phone, we go over a couple of key components. Uh, I think the author... I I don't do it right away. Um, I need to state that because I think many authors want to be prepared for the call. Uh, A call out of the blue is always exciting, but I think most authors prepare like to be prepared to have this conversation. So it starts with an excited email to the author and a time to set up a call. Once the call starts, I go over uh, a couple of things. I first, of course, express my enthusiasm for the project. Um, But then I go over and ask some key questions. And I know that Haley and Shannon do the same thing. So before I respond and say everything that I do, I want to ask if Haley and Shannon want to jump in and talk about the sort of conversations they have with the authors. I I pretty much approach... uh approach things the same way. I like to do the kind of email as a prelude to the phone call, but I think the phone call is extremely important because there is a rapport that you can feel develop during those calls or not that I think is key toward everyone making a good decision as to whether or not this is going to be a good partnership. At CMA, We are looking for authors who want to grow their career and have a long-term vision for their writing. So obviously, we prefer an author to have more than one book idea and have multiple book ideas. Where do they want to be writing in the next five to 10 years? What sort of genre do they want to be writing? Do we feel that we'll be a good fit now and down the road? These are some questions that we as an agency consider because we're really creating and forming a relationship that can last decades. 
Many of my clients have been with me throughout their career, and I have some authors who've written 50, 60 books, 20, 30 books, even five, 10 books. Um, one of my authors, we just celebrated 23 years together. So these are long-term relationships, and it all starts with that first phone call to, to get across some key questions. Haley and Shannon, do you want to talk about some of those key questions that you ask the authors when you're on the phone? Yeah, definitely. So I know one of the things I always ask is, are you open to revisions? Because like we've talked about, uh, we're an editorial agency. I in particular am a very editorial agent. And we normally read that full manuscript with some notes already sort of in mind for how revisions might strengthen it. And so it's very rare that an author is going to say, absolutely not, no revisions at all. If they do, that's going to be a problem. But it's an idea, it starts a conversation about, okay, if you're open to revisions, um, what part of the book did you really love writing? Would you actually not like to touch very much? Which parts maybe are still giving you pause? And that's also my opportunity to say, here are a couple of big picture thoughts that I had. I'm so sorry, my cat is... <laughs> um, it gives me an opportunity to say, here are a couple of big picture suggestions that I had. Are those the type of things that you would be open to taking a second look at with me? I agree with you. I, I'm definitely one that asks the, are you open to revisions part? Because again, this is looking for collaboration, someone to partner with. And if you I, I don't know. It, it, it can be a little difficult, I think, for the future of a partnership if someone is completely closed to revisions and they're not willing to kind of look at bettering their book. That's not to say, of course, that they have to take every piece of advice that I give because it is their book. But being open to looking at things in another way and having that tough skin and being able to take feedback and then really giving their work a critical eye and saying, Hmm, maybe they've got a point there. I think that's a, an important piece is whether or not they're open to that. So I, I definitely ask that question as well. Yeah. Another one of my favorites is not even a question. I normally phrase it as a statement, Talk to me about what you're looking for in an agent. I asked that one too. <laughs> I, lo I love that question. Uh, maybe you'll agree with me, but depending upon their response, this tells me if I'm going to fit their expectations and thus be able to work well with them or not. Yeah, exactly. And I like asking them that ahead of time because it gives them a chance to talk about their goals and their expectations for the process before I jump in and start saying, okay, here's how I work and here's what I do. Um, not necessarily because I worry that they're going to phrase it to meet the expectations that I just set out, but just because it leaves it totally open-ended. And that's like Shannon just said, such a good place to say like, oh, okay, I don't necessarily do that. Or that's not quite how I process things or how I work. And that might be a problem down the line. I think it also will allow you to pick out or pinpoint whether or not the author may have some unrealistic expectations of how the business works. So you have an opportunity to 
either discuss that with them, um, open their eyes to certain aspects they may not have thought of. But if they seem, it, it may also tell you if you're not a good fit because their expectation is something that you don't provide. Exactly. That's a good point, Shannon. That's a great point. I have a little list of questions that I sort of go over and it's <laughs> not a, a list that I pull out. It's sort of a, a list I have in my head, but I feel like the author agent relationship first starts off with the way we like to communicate. So I bring that up up front of how I prefer to communicate and what they should expect from me and maybe how they like to receive communication as well. Because again, for a long-term relationship, we all know communication is key. And so I mentioned that I'm a fan of phone calls. I, I predominantly do communication via email. Um, but then I do like phone calls. I feel picking up the phone and having a conversation um, is key because it, it really imbues the tone uh, of my words that sometimes can get lost in an email. So I warn them that <laughs> I'm a phone person. Um, I also, one of the things that I like to ask authors is how long did it take you to write this? Because if this is a project that is the book of their heart and it, they've been working on it for 10 years, I've got to keep that in the back of my mind. If I get a two book deal, are they going to be able to do that second book quickly mm -hmm. within a contracted time? So that is one of the things I need to know. How quickly can they write? How long have they worked on this first book? Or is this their, is there in fact, this, is this in fact their first book? Maybe it's their fifth manuscript that they've written and they kind of have that, uh, system down of how to get through a manuscript. That's pretty important to know because as I'm working with them, I may be sending out uh, an editorial letter to them and expecting revisions and it may take them two years to get back to me on revisions. Then I have to realign uh, the parameters of our relationship and my own expectations of what they're going to be able to produce. So finding out um, their writing process is very key. Also, I ask them, <laughs> what are they thinking for their next books? Because if they're all over the place, I need to know that now. Usually when I'm looking to take on an author, I'm looking to build their brand in a certain area. And if I've fallen in love with, let's say, uh, a thriller, and then the next idea they have is for, for a young adult book, and then they want to write a memoir, and then <laughs> they're all over the place... I need to realize that this is an author that needs to be corralled. They need direction. And maybe this is not an area that's their passion. They just happen to write this and throw it out there. And I fell in love with it. So kind of getting on the same page of where they want to bring their writing and grow their writing is um, I think important. It's one of those questions I put up, put out right up front. Um, I also want to know what they read lately. I want to know what's informing their writing process. So that I think is really key because they don't necessarily have to read in the genre they're writing, but the quality, the, the type of material they're reading, the, the genre in which they're reading really gives me signals as to their own expectations of their writing and where they may want to be placed on the bookshelf. Um, they may read a lot of literary work, but maybe the writing is more commercial. That is something that maybe 
I realize now we're going to have to discuss their expectations of their own writing versus the reality of their own writing. So I think um, asking them what the reading is very important. Um, I also want to know if they've been represented before. Some authors come to us who've been represented previously. Um, I want to know what did and didn't work in that relationship because I want to know, is that something I can fix? Is it someone who is hopping from agent to agent? Uh, that's off, often a red flag. Um, or is this just a, a breakdown in communication that I, I realize, okay, this is an, an area or a sore point with this author that I need to make sure that I address. So I think that is an important conversation to have. Another thing I like to talk about are goals as a writer. What are your current goals? Because those goal posts change as a writer grows. Usually for debut authors, their goal is just to get published. But after they have a couple of books under their belt, maybe they want more money. Maybe they want to hit a bestseller list. Maybe they want to switch genres. There's a lot of different things that go into goals as a writer continues the writing process. So getting those goals down is important because if you think an author's goal is one thing and their goal is in fact something else, um, that could lead to some disappointment. So we need to get that up front. Um, and we've talked about this uh, in our last podcast, but I do ask if they're involved in any writers groups, professional organizations, critique groups, or in fact, if they have any author friends, because this all helps me understand the support group that's under them and how if I give back, or in fact, an editor gives back uh, editorial revisions, whether they have that support group to lean on or whether I am their sole support group, mm -hmm. which can be a heavy load to bear. So those are those are some of the questions that I ask during the course of our conversation when I'm getting to know a writer uh, over the phone. I ask some of the same questions that you do. I, I do like to know how they like to receive feedback because I'll, I want to be able to meet them at whatever level they're at. Um, understanding that hopefully they will develop a thick skin, but there are certain people that you need to kind of come at them a little bit more gently. And then other people that, Hey, you know, just tell me direct, I can take it, you know, and you're able to just kind of throw it out there. So I, I like to know that in advance, not that I won't take someone on if they seem to be a little bit more timid and, and they need to be handheld a little bit. It just means that I'm going to know in advance how I need to best communicate with them. Um, but I also, am one to ask them about the, how, how many, not only how long did it take you to write this particular book, but how many books have you written thus far? Cause that will tell me something as well that will let me know this isn't someone who just has spent 10 years writing this book, but they have written three, four, five, maybe that's someone I know who probably has honed their craft a little bit more because as I said before, you know, and, and I think it might've been on the last podcast, but the more you write and exercise that writing muscle, the better you get. And if you're also involved in, uh, organizations, writers, organizations, then, or have critique groups, for example, and you've written three or four books that says something to me, you know, that perhaps you have grown in your writing. 
uh, from here to there. But I also really do hone in on that one question that you mentioned, which is, are, is this a one-stop shop for this thriller or are you going to want to kind of stick with that for a little while? Uh, uh, is your next follow-up going to be a science fiction? In which case, as you mentioned, we might want to have a conversation about how to corral someone into a career path, especially if they're a debut author, because with that debut, you know, I kind of want to have something, some building blocks, if you will, on, um, building their brand, building a career path for them and a way to create a fan base. And it's kind of difficult to do that if they want to follow up their thriller with a science fiction book, because a lot of the time an audience won't follow from here to there. So at first, anyway, I like to see that I can have something to work with to build the short-term career and building up that brand and the fan base following, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So I'm actually maybe going to step on Megan's toes just a little bit because I think you all covered exactly the types of questions that I asked too. But I also know part of that phone call is for the author to ask questions of the agent. And there are tons of things that that they might bring up. But I wondered if either of you had questions that you really like when authors ask. I love it when an author asks me what the approach is. So if I sign with you, what is the next step? How, how do we do, how do you do revisions? Um, are you someone who's going to guide me editorially? Um, I love it when an author asks that because I too am also an editorial agent and I like to give feedback and possible revisions, things to strengthen the book. So if they ask me that, I know that that's what they want. And, um, that's something I'm looking for. So that tells me, Hey, good fit right there. Cause they're open to it. I need to do it. So there you go. I don't um, mind if an author asks me what I liked about the project. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's that's always a good that's question. Good you know, what did you like about this project? So I, I am often prepared to answer, although sometimes, you know, it's hard to pinpoint what grabbed me about this. I don't know. I just, I, I've got to represent it. I love it. But sometimes I can actually point to something specific that really drew me in. Yeah. Sometimes so- a book is just magic when you read it and you don't immediately put your finger on what was it about this that just made me finish the last page and want to read it all over again. But then sometimes, you know, there are things that you can point out, you know, the voice was fantastic or I fell in love with these characters. But sometimes it's just this was magic for me. Boom. You know. Yeah. So I completely agree with both of those. And I've definitely heard both of those before. One of my favorites, too, is when they ask what happens if this project doesn't sell. So. I love when they ask me that because I think it's not only a really important question about the process and that relationship you'll have with the agent, but also it tells me that you are thinking about that project long-term and you know enough about the publishing industry to say, that's a possibility and I need to know what will happen in that case. It also, I think to me, will speak to their level of expectation, you know, if they have realistic expectations. So they understand that it's possible that that first book may not be the one that sells them. 
and they're already looking to the future of what would we do next, you know, and I really enjoy that. I, I like that they do that. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. All right. So after that initial phone conversation, say it goes really well and you decide that you do want to represent this author, what are the next steps that the author needs to take? So if the conversation goes well and and the agent is satisfied with the responses from the author, the agent then offers representation and follows up with uh, an agency agreement agreement or an agency retainer agreement. Um, And this is basically most agents have an agreement that have industry standard terms written in there that explain the relationship. When I first started out, uh, relationships were just done on a handshake because the relationship between the author and the agent would be put in the actual book contract once a book was sold in the agency clause. This changed back uh In the mid-90s to late 90s, more and more agencies started having an agency retainer agreement, um, and that really solidified in the 2000s, of course. So when an author gets an agency's retainer agreement, it really just outlines the understandings for both parties so they understand the the normal um, percentage that the agent takes, the agent's responsibilities, the author's responsibilities, and basically, can they both get out and how long, what are, what are the terms and what are the, uh, what's involved in trying to disentangle the relationship. So they're usually very brief, just a page or a couple pages. Um, and most agents use a retainer. An author then can reach back out to an agent with any questions they may have about the retainer. Now, an author could be in a good position where they have interest from more than one agent. And that's always exciting from an author's perspective. And in that case, they may be chatting with a couple of different agents, always from different agencies, I assume, because no agency wants two of its agents competing over one author. Um, But if an author is in the lucky position of chatting with a couple of different agents and then looking at the different retainers, um, they may have questions about those specific retainers, but that most are the same. So what they're basically going to make their base their decision on is the relationship that they feel with that particular agent. Do they feel that that agent can take them far in their career, is a good fit for this particular book? has the skill set that they feel that can um, really help them throughout the course of their career. These are some things that an author is going to have to have to decide. Um, And that can be a tough decision. So I think another thing to talk about then is what the author needs to do on their end. And first and foremost is the fact that if that first agent does make you an offer it's your turn to let other agents who have your manuscript know that that's the case. So the industry standard is to give that offering agent or for that offering agent to give you two weeks to give them your final decision, whether you want to sign with them or not. So I would say agents do know that that two weeks is standard. So it's a 
little bit of a red flag if they're not giving you that time. So just know that that is a regular part of the process. And that's a chance for others who have your partial or your full, or maybe even your query to just say, hey, I really am interested in this. I would love a chance to read it before your deadline. And that way, if they decide to throw their hat in the ring, you have that opportunity to see who you have the best rapport with, the best relationship with, whose expectations kind of fit yours the most. And so you really want to take those two weeks and make sure that you're making the decision that is going to be best for you and your book and the future of your career based on all of those things we just talked about in the phone call. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I, I do want to mention one little thing just from an agent's perspective um, that might be interesting for authors to understand and, and know is that sometimes we as agents get rejected. So mm-hmm. if they have the manuscript out with multiple agents and you have a call with them and it seems to go extremely well, but then you know that they have it out with a couple of other agents and they give you that two weeks and they get back with you and say, you know, I'm going to sign with this other agent. You know, that's, that's hard for us to take as well. So we understand rejection from that particular uh, type of scenario. And you just have to kind of pick up and, and say, oh, then, you know, that's a bummer. Wish we could have gotten that one. I still have one I can think of off the top of my head that I am so bummed that I never got to sign that person because I, I just absolutely love that book. But, you know, it, it happens. So yeah. I think most agents and editors have the story of the one that got away. So yes. I think I think that's very normal. Um, and just to comment a little bit, I was starting to lead up uh, – a little bit earlier about once an author makes a decision to sign with an agent. Again, most of my relationships have gone on for years and years and years, but occasionally you find that there isn't a fit. So don't worry. There's always an out clause. You can always change. Nothing is in stone, but of course, all of our, all of us want to start up the relationship on good footing and think that this is going to be a, a long-term relationship and we're going to have a lot of success down the road. So go into it with great expectations, but know that there's always an option if for any reason, either side doesn't feel it's a good fit. So it's, it's an exciting time. And I love making that first call to say, Hey, I found your, I read your manuscript. I found it amazing. And I've got to work with you. Um, a couple things, though, I think we haven't brought up. When authors are talking to other agents, um, Haley touched briefly on agents who say, you've got to sign with me right away. Those high-pressure tactics, I'd say, may That's cause you to have a red flag, right? Yeah. Um, this is this is a – it may seem very exciting that uh, an agent says, you've got to sign with me right away, right away. Or what? You're going to walk away because you've decided you don't like it anymore? So I don't think authors should feel pressured to sign with an agent just because they jump up and down and say, you've got to sign with me right away. Mm -hmm. Um, Do give the other agents who have the material time to review and get back to you. I was going to say the other thing is if an agent says, I'm the best in the business, um, also, although that's I'm glad that that agent feels very confident, but there's a lot of terrific agents out there. Um, Some of these high pressure tactics, 
may are, are used for the sole purpose of getting you to sign with them. And it's great that their passion is there, but you should never feel pressured. And it's kind of a key that this relationship may not be the one you want. Is that the sort of person that you want working with you that's going to give you a little bit of pressure and maybe immovable? So I think there are terrific agents out there. Of course, I think CMA has terrific agents, but there are (laughs) other agents as well. Um, And just be aware of that. Okay. So do you have any final tips or advice for authors who have received that offer of representation? Yeah. So I think we've talked a lot about how not to let that excitement about this really big, wonderful news impede your decision-making process, but it is so exciting. And so when you do find that agent and you accept their offer and you sign that agreement, like congratulations, that is such a big deal. And it is so fun, not only for you, but for us. And so the very last thing I would say is don't forget that after that agreement is signed and you've made your decision, you do still need to let others who have your query or your manuscript know that that submission is officially being pulled. So tell them that decision in the kindest possible terms, especially if they've made an offer, because you don't want to burn any bridges, but you don't want them to keep considering something that is off the table. Very good. Yeah, that's a good point. That sounds like great advice. So after the offer of representation, you'll start working with that agent to send out your submission to editors. And we're going to get into all of that next week. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. Thanks for joining us today on Pen to Print, Insider Tips with Creative Media Agency. To learn more about Creative Media Agency, our team, and our agenting mission, visit us at cmalit.com. Have a question we haven't covered in our conversations? Email us at assistant at cmalit.com and you may hear the answer featured on the show. And don't forget to take a look at our show notes for more information and resources. Until next time, we hope you feel inspired to take your story from pen all the way to print.